Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. And we're back. Beautiful morning here in Sunny Slope. Hopefully it's beautiful where you are. And probably is if you're in Arizona. <laughs> Not a bad part of the state. It's even warm enough to be out uh, watching the snow melt in Flagstaff. Anyway, welcome back, folks. We do have two lines available. You can give the lovely Shira a call. It always makes her smile. The number to call six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven two seven seven KTAR. Mark and Chandler. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. I think you get this question every year. I might even be the one that asks it, but I keep forgetting. <laughs> well, um, it's pretty good chance I that answer, I get a question every year. <laughs> I think the answer is do nothing, but I'm sure it affects other people, so it might help. Um, the little teeny flowers on my uh, orange and grapefruit have these little one-eighth inch black things mm-hmm. crawling around it. Just do nothing about it. Yeah, those, no are, those are flower thrip, okay? So it's a little insect that feeds on the flowers, and they'll be followed by another thrip that actually scars the fruit. So commercially, what we do with the flower thrip, we don't do anything about it at all. They just party on the flowers, and when all the flowers are there, the flower thrip are feeding on the flowers, and so they're, they're fine. Now, what attacks them are lacewings. Those are little green dragonflies, and ideally what we do is we see a big lacewing population come up here in the next week or two, and they have little larvas that go out and eat the bad guys, so they'll have this little bit larger. Well, first they'll have little green dragonflies going around. Then you'll see like a little string with a white dot on the end. Then that dot hatches, and it becomes an alligator, and it eats the thrips, okay? And if we get enough population of those, life's really good. Um, we being organic in our citrus, we only spray one time a year. We use spinosad, and we only spray to keep the scarring off of the fruit. So the flower thrips, the ones you're seeing right now, we let them run their course, and after they run their course, then we'll start seeing another little kind of a golden guy on there that's a little more golden. And that is going to be a thrip that's going to start to scar the fruit. And it's going to be feeding on the fruit. And that's when we would spray. I highly recommend you don't spray at home. There's really not a reason to. The only difference it's going to make is you're not going to have the scar on the fruit. Fair enough. I love it. Hopefully it helps other people. But you also. know what? Nobody Thank actually you. asked that yeah. question before that I could ever remember, Mark, this time of year is so timely. So but it's so to common. You, I, <laughs> I see him, so I thought it would. Thank well, you. Thank you, Mark. Bye-bye. Nice. Uh, Robin and Mesa, less in Phoenix, and then you. All you have to do to be you is uh, call Shira. The number to call, 602-277-5827. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Brian. I have a Cape Honeysuckle question for you. I purchased nine Cape Honeysuckle plants from your nursery. I have them planted four feet apart, and I want to grow them into a tall uh, privacy um, screen. So how should I trim them and how often? Okay, so a tall privacy, so you want them to grow six, eight feet? Yes. Okay. Um, well, you could do one of two things. You could either support them initially, 
Okay. And one could accomplish that probably easiest by buying a piece of that expanded metal wire that comes with like the one foot squares and putting in some rebars and putting that wire through. And that would create a trellis for them to be trellised. Or you can simply let them build upon themselves with, with some constant pruning for the next year or so and uh, keep them pruned so that they'll build up enough wood to support themselves. You'll, you'll create that screen much faster, much easier if you'll support them. Okay. But I'm not sure. If right. you, but you don't have to. Okay. But when you're counting on that plant to build itself, you want to, you know, constantly prune it, you know, probably once every two weeks, just pruning on the side to let the plant build volume and strength up taller. You know, we probably keep them at least the width they are. You know, new, new five gallons are probably about 18 inches wide. And I would just keep the sides pruned and let them build on top of themselves. Okay. So I don't need to trim the fronts, just the sides. Well, I mean, you're going to want it to grow horizontal, right? So you want to, yes. you know, just trim it on the two sides where you want it to be, you know, compressed. And the other mm-hmm. portion, let them grow. And you can let the long runners grow in between the plants and build up on top of each other. And that okay. would probably help the plant to grow faster and fill in quicker by not pruning in between. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Robin. Perfect. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Les in Phoenix. Good morning, Les. Good morning. Uh, say, uh, my citrus are blooming. Is are you not supposed to put fertilizer down while they're blooming? Well, I mean, ideally, if you would have fed them a month ago, there's no reason to put fertilizer oh. down yet. But uh, it, oh, I did. Okay, well then they're fine. I did. Are they real young trees? Yeah. Okay, if they're real young trees, it wouldn't hurt to give them a light dose of fertilizer right now. The only way it's going to affect the bloom is if you put too much on. That's going to burn the the buds and the... So a light dose would be great, you know, and you want to keep them happy and growing on young trees as best you can. So, you know, less, you know, I wouldn't be too concerned about feeding them when they're blooming. You know, for us, we're using organic fertilizers and we're trying to get our crop off first. We're going to be applying a lot of, uh, you know, liquid uh, organic you know, manures, basically, through the water system that we'll be applying okay. right during the whole blooming cycle. You know, some varieties like lemons will bloom for the next two months. So, yeah, we certainly don't uh, cool. aren't fearful of putting on fertilizer and bloom as long as, you know, just like anything, it's always, you know, moderation's a key. Sure. Uh, the other, uh, do you, did your blackberries come in? Uh, I got one group of blackberries in less. I still haven't gotten the Louisiana ones yet. I need to. I will call them on Monday and see how we're doing with the Ag Department in Louisiana. Is that the one that you mentioned that's the best for? Well, the Arkansas, uh, yeah. They're, they're the University of Arkansas has done a lot of work. And they've got, uh, you know, the, the, there's twofold good good reasons to use these varieties. Number one is we have, you know, several callers here and people have experience with them in the Valley who've had wonderful experience. Experiences. That's that's you know the number one protocol, and then secondarily they're thornless, and then for the third fact they'll have two that's, sets of bloom a year, so you get three three pluses. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Couple other things. Uh-huh. Uh, I was the guy that called about shortening my jacaranda that was forty foot tall. Okay. And and I did it. Good. <laughs> that's Boy, not, that not was, a problem. No, you need a lot. Do you need new? Any lumber? Anyway. <laughs> well, it's not very high quality uh, wood. Now, you know, it's funny that the sisu tree that people cut on all the time, they make guitars out of that wood. So, you know, it's also called the Indian one? rose. Well, the sisu trees, the oh, Indian rosewoods. Yeah, I mean, that's what they make guitars out of. 
Oh, wow. I so, got I mean, four of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps you're going to, you know, do you have any guitar making history back in your family, Les, over in Europe or anything? Not a bit. <laughs> well, well, just milking, just milking cows from well, Holland. <laughs> that, that's a lot of work for you, Dutchman. You know, uh, but when you look at all the dairies around here, all the my friends, the Vanderways, yep. you know, all, all the Dutch guys, Hein, all these guys, they all seem to be pretty good at that running the dairy thing. Yep, yep. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Les. Bye, bye. You bet. Uh, Tom and Gilbert. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Beautiful day out there. It absolutely is. On the lemon trees and the grapefruit trees, would you have bigger products out of them if you thin out the uh, stuff that's coming out right now? Well, are you saying, will you get larger quality for their larger fruit? Is that what you're looking for? Yes. Um, you know, T, it just depends really kind of on the crop set too much, Tom, how much fruit they actually set in a given year. But, uh, you know, like for us, where we grow them commercially, and we actually don't really give them that much nitrogen. We're fertilizing with primarily chicken manure because it's our cheapest form of nitrogen. We're, are, we're fighting oversized fruit. You know, when we went back to the oh, show yeah? back in New York and they were asking us uh, to buy these little tiny lemons, which are like a 200 count or a 165 count, you know, I just laughed at them. I said, you know, we can't grow a lemon that small. And if you leave a lemon <laughs> onto when it's ripe, like right now, the size lemons that we're pulling off the trees, um, you'll only find the very biggest ones at Whole Foods because they're, nobody else seems to want to put them in that big. Uh, they got some pretty good size ones, some, some 75 counts that they have at, um, AJ's in different places. But, you know, we grow the biggest, best lemons in the world here, we think. You know, we're, we're prejudiced, right? I grew up here and, and I am a farmer. But, you know, if you let lemons ripen on a tree with Lisbon lemons here in our climate, uh, this time of year, you're not going to worry about how big the fruit's going to be. You know, it's massive. Okay. And uh, and what happens is the ones you see in the store and the little ones, those are all picked green back in September and October. But if you leave a lemon on the tree here when it's ripe, and uh, we even have the same experience with our with our Meyer lemons, as ours are like twice the size that they ship commercially out of California, and uh, it's yeah. because we tree ripen the fruit. But the best place to store oh. any one of these citrus, especially lemons, is on the tree, and you know you can start harvesting them early green if you like to in September. But they'll stay on the tree for about another five or six weeks. And the lemons right now are at their absolute peak. Okay. All right. We'll let them go and see what happens. Oh, you'll do fine, Tom. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Kurt and surprise. But if you'd like to be after Kurt, if you'd like to make sure a smile. All you have to do is give her a call. 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. If a picture paints a thousand words, then why can't I paint you? The words will never show the you I've come to know. If a face could Yeah. 
beautiful song and admire these mountains in sunny slope green. It sure is a fun time this year. Uh, we'll get right to the phones. We do have one line available, number to call 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Kurt, surprise. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Oh, just enjoying this beautiful day. Wonderful. Quick question. I, I um, help some of my neighbors prune their Canary Island uh, date palms. And one of the neighbors, um, his tree has got about a foot of uh, these dried fibrous roots that are exposed at the bottom of the tree. And he's got like an eight-foot diameter brick circle around it. And what he's talking about wanting to do is build the bricks up and build the soil up around those dried roots. And I'm from the Midwest, and whenever you talk about building soil up around a tree, it's usually not a good idea. But I don't know about these things. I bet you don't have many palms back there, Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be willing to lay odds on it. There's not many that make it through the wintertime. No, but anyway, it depends a lot on the type of trees when we are going to raise the soil up. And that's always a good caution. But uh, with with palm trees, and especially with the, the fruiting date palm, but you know, even with the canary date palm, what you can do is you can he can build his planter up like he wants, and that tree is going to root right back out. All those little things that are aerial roots now will become roots. They'll grow up and fill up his planter, and uh, it'll be fine. And we've planted oh. date palms, the fruiting dates, as much as fifteen feet deeper, where we've taken them out of the ground and planted them back fifteen feet deeper than they came out from. And as long uh-huh. as we don't have stagnant water in the hole, as long as we get oxygen down through the you know. So we got moving water or something that's well drained. Those palm trees will root right back out of the trunk on the date palms, and uh, you could take one. I say and make it fifteen foot shorter. So no problem at all. It won't hurt his tree. But thanks for the concern and the call. Okay. Well, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you, Kurt. Bye bye. Uh, Eileen and Chandler. Good morning, Eileen. Good morning, Brian. I talked to you a couple years ago about a gift I got from a bird, I assume. Mm-hmm. Planted a shameful ash tree in our front yard, you know, a seed. And you advised me on getting him back in the ground in October. We have another gift of a mulberry tree. Can I put it in a pot right now? Absolutely. You do it right away. It's so thin, I don't want mm-hmm. the kids to snap it. <laughs> you, Eileen, I, I, I think I, you would lean left. You seem awfully kind-hearted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, no, it's no problem at all. Uh, now is the perfect time to do so. And uh, mulberries will transplant very right easy. Into it's just going to go right into the roof of the house. It's that close. Okay. Well, and you may or may not want a mulberry, but uh, yes, if you would uh, like to transplant it, it, yeah. Well, I yeah. Do, would you want the male I, or the female? I would want the male that doesn't shed so much. I don't want all those berries. Well, some people like them. You know, we 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 sell I mean, more females good, now. <laughs> they taste good, but they're a mess when they're mature. Oh, they could be very messy, especially after the birds are feeding on them, and if you have a cool deck. Uh-huh. Um, but at any rate, now is the perfect time to transplant it. You could just, you know, just cut it off down below, bare root it out, and uh, put it into a pot, and it'll do fine. All right. Thanks for your help. Thanks, Eileen. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, next up, we've got Leo and then Sharon, and then it could be you. All you have to do is give Shira a call. The number to call is 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. Good morning, Leo. Good morning. You're live Hello? on the air, Leo. Yes, sir. Okay. 
I am a Minnesota snowbird, and I've got a property down here. I've got uh, two orange trees and a grapefruit tree. How often and how much should I be fertilizing them? How old are the trees, Leo? Oh, I'm sure they're 15 years anyway. Okay. So our normal fertilizer schedule for them are like Valentine's Day, Labor Day, Memorial Day. Memorial Day, Labor Day, get in the right order. But, yeah, so three times a year, usually February, May, and September. Okay? And it doesn't, it's not critical those happen exactly that way. If you're out of here and you don't get back and you fertilize it in October, that's fine. Okay? And if you fertilize it in, you know, April instead of in May, that's fine. You know, it's not going to make that much difference. Okay, I did did fertilize them... uh... Oh, middle of February, I guess. And then how, how long are you going to stay? You're going to stay as long as the weather stays this nice? <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. I'm Next week, I'm gone. Oh, man, you're going to leave, leave this weather? I know, I'm I know. I'm sorry for you, Leo. Uh, go ahead and fertilize it again before you leave. Okay. Okay. How often should they be watered? Uh, you know, mature trees like that... Um, is where your soil where you're at in Apache Junction is your soil pretty heavy? Where where, where you where you're located there? Uh, right off of uh, Apache Trail in Meridian. Okay, so yeah, pretty good soil there. So you probably would want to have them set up on a, you know, ideally probably for the bubblers. Do you have them on bubblers or drip or how they how they water? No, they're uh, like a spray head okay. on them. On the spray head, does it does, does it go into a well then? Yes. Okay. So you might take the spray head off and put a, a bubbler on so it doesn't, you know, we're not spraying the water out as far. But if it's been working that way, it's probably no reason to have to change it. But realistically, I, I would leave it for once a week now. Um, you know, it probably doesn't need water right now once a week, but it's going to need water once a week in the summertime when it gets hot. Now, once okay. every two weeks would be more than enough. Okay. One other question. Uh I've had the the two years ago the grapefruit tree looked like it was going to die and it really looked terrible. I just kept cutting off the dead limbs, and that thing has come back like gangbusters. And now I have an orange tree doing the same thing. Well, if you want to prune it, now's a good time. So if you want to Should prune I the prune top, it if, well, if, yeah, if you want to prune the top of that tree down and have it fill in and come out better, and if you've got dead wood and some problems, issues up on top, you can always prune them down from the top. So if you want to prune okay, it down I, from the top, now's the time to do it so it has an opportunity to fill in before it gets hot. So it would be fine to prune it from the top right now. Okay, so just get rid of all the dead stuff and cut it down. Yeah, just reduce its size some from the top. You know, the citrus, as long as they have the foliage to protect the wood, they'll be fine. And if we're going to expose them, we want to expose them this time of year so they have an opportunity to fill back in before it gets too hot. Okay, as, as bad as it looks, it's just full of blossoms, you know, what's left there. Well, that's kind of hard to prune, but you know what? It's better for the tree if you would prune that off. Okay. You'll have All a right. lesser crop. If you run short on fruit, you just come see us. Next year, I'll hook you up with some extra ones when you're here in the winter. Well, the other tree more than makes up for it. Okay. So. <laughs> All righty, Leo. All but right. yeah, if, if you Thank do you. want to reduce its size, now's the time and fertilize one more time before you leave. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Leo. Bye bye. Yep. Bye. Oh, let's see. Next, we got Sharon and Chandler. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. How are you today? Um, 
I'm well, thanks. Um, I have a lemon tree that I don't even know what kind of lemons they are. Maybe they're the Meyer lemons you're talking about. They are gigantic. They're like softball size and bigger, but they are so bitter, you can't use them. So I'm wondering what we should do to try to improve that, or are they just naturally that way? Well, what you may have is a ponderosa lemon. Does the tree have a lot of thorns on it? It does. It's probably a ponderosa lemon, and that's just a large, you know, really large lemon um, that, uh, you know, people grow lemons because they have acid and they're bitter. So it's it's a, I know, it's I a know. more acidic variety. And, uh, okay. It is what it is. So we're not, not, sure. not okay. going to change its flavor any. Okay, well, I was hopeful that, you know, that it is what it is, like you said. I mean, it's very prolific, but mm-hmm. I've never been able to use them. So well, if you don't maybe, use them, uh, you might want to, you know, change it and plant a, a Meyer lemon, which is much sweeter. You know, it's a cross between a lemon and a man. That's what I was orange. thinking. Yeah. And if you okay, enjoy well, the Meyers, grow Meyers. You can plant a young Meyers. They grow fast. You know, you can you okay. know, if you plant a 15-gallon, you'll have fruit this year, probably 20 fruit. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sharon. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. We're going to take a short break. And we're going to find out what's happening in the planet. Mr. Troy Barrett's wondered in the studio. And after we're well informed, we're going to come back and speak with Mike and Mesa. In the meantime, if you'd like to be after Mike, all you have to do is give Shira a call. The number to call is 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. We're here with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM KTAR. I need somebody help, not just anybody help. You know I need someone help. When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. Now, now these days are gone, I'm not so self-assured. Now I find a change of mind. I'll open up the doors Help me if you can I'm feeling down And I do appreciate you being around Help me get my feet back on the ground Won't you please, please help me Now and now my life has changed in oh so many Well, at least Paul McCartney would be willing to throw in a hand. You know, he, he was in Arizona and here for a long time. Anyway, welcome back to this beautiful morning, and uh, I'd like to invite you to give us a call. Or- Give Miss Shira a call at 602-277-5827. You can be up after Mike, Scott, and Dana. Uh, let's see. Michael, good morning. Hello? Good morning, Mike. Hi. Um, I, I can't hear you too well. Can you hear me okay? Very clearly, Mike. You're, you're just coming over beautifully. It sounds like you have a spunky, spry Sunday morning voice. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I, my question concerns a... I got about a three-year-old, four-foot Myers lemon, 
and uh, hasn't produced any fruit. And last year, it lost all of its foliage. So I was so worried about it, I built a little shade for it so it doesn't get afternoon sun. But it's still getting, you know, six hours of sun easy. And this year now, in the spring, it is loaded with flowers and blooms, but still no foliage. Should I keep it shaded? No, Mike, I would would, uh, get rid of the shade. Okay. Okay. Did you feed it this spring? Yes, I okay. fed it about a month ago. All and, right. And, and I was supposed to. Probably not popping out with as much foliage because of the cool weather. You know, I've noticed that with a lot of the Meyer lemons, they've dropped a lot of leaves and have, are, you know, covered with blooms, but really haven't put out new growth much yet. And uh, right. I, I would keep it on a regular fertilizer schedule monthly. You know, instead of the three okay. times a year, give it a shot once a month. Uh, don't keep it too wet. You know, if it, where are you at in Mesa with Cross Streets? Uh, almost school and real salado. Okay. So you probably want to water it about once a week, you know, from now through the rest of the summer for a young tree like that. Fertilize right. it once a month. Make sure the trunks wrap from the ground to where the branches start. And stand back. It should come right in. Okay. I, I'm just, yeah, it, it survived last year because, you know, it had, it had no leaves on it. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is going to, the sun's going to well, kill it. But it, it didn't. If it doesn't pop out and do pretty well in the next month, you might change it for another one. I mean, realistically, okay. Mike, you should be able to plant a 15 gallon Meyer lemon. You know, we have them. They're about four feet tall, and you should get mm-hmm. 20 lemons the first year. Okay. Okay. Maybe I got a bad one here. All Thank right. You. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Uh, bye. Scott and Mesa. Good morning, Scott. Good morning there. Uh, always enjoy your show. Uh, you know, I have a, about a 25-year-old Mogan uh, B, a couple of them actually, and uh, they've kind of gotten oversized. I was just wondering how far back can we cut those to trim them up and get them in shape and that we'd like to, and is this a good time of the year to do that? As far as you like to, Scott, it's the very, very perfect time of year to prune a bougainvillea. So butcher okay. it as far as you like, okay? And then as it grows back, train it to the, you know, the form you want it to be. And ideally with bougainvilleas, we trim them twice a year. March is the perfect time for now because they finish most of that winter blooming cycle and then cut it again in August. And if you're going to do pruning, if you prune them in August, you know, kind of the end of August and now you have that, you know, magnificent summer bloom and then you'll get a really nice bloom cycle right through the wintertime, too. Okay. One other question I have is I have also some sweet acacias who keep on transplanting into my, into a, a kind of larger yard. Mm-hmm. I have like probably 10, 15 of those things. And is there an easy way of controlling them? They've kind of gotten bigger than I've wanted them to be. And they're, you know, some of them are as high as, you know, six and eight feet tall. And I've cut them back. And, but they keep on sprouting back. Is, is there any better way to put, would, would, any suggestions you have on that would kill them or, or extract them other than maybe digging them all out? Would, well, yes, yeah. the, the real option's murder. Yeah, you're better killing them. Um, okay. You're going to fight a sweet acacia. It, it can grow as fast as anything. And uh, yeah. and with water, it is the fastest of all desert trees. And uh, so, you know, trying to maintain them in a short form would, would not be practical. Right, right. And so just to, to remove those, what would you suggest? Kind of just, just dig, up, dig them out below grade. Below grade, okay. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, so okay. you're going to have to get the roots down below grade, and if you do that, they're fine. They're gone. Perfect. Thanks so much. Enjoy you so much. Thank you, Scott. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Uh, Dana and Mesa. Good morning, Dana. Hey, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. So I used 
a wonder board, cement board as a base for my planter, and we topped it with dirt and compost. And I wanted to ask you, is there anything negative as far as any garden, any vegetables, using that wonder board? No, the only thing you'd have to do is make sure you get drainage through it. You know, so your water, you don't want to seal it with the, you know, the, with the board, concrete board. But, you know, it's a great product, you know, and it won't decay and it'll work fine for what you're using it for. Just make sure that it can drain, you know, over it, around it, or beside it somehow. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks, Enjoy Dana. your, have, have a good day. Bye, Dana. Take care. Uh, let's see, Marlon and Goodyear. Good morning, Marlon. Morning. Good morning. I was calling because I have a shamel ash tree in my backyard. And on the western side of the tree trunk, uh, towards the middle of the summer, I started noticing that the, the whole trunk started getting a little dark, like if it was getting cooked by the sun. I was, I was wondering if you have any recommendations for protecting that, or also some of the tree branches along that side started kind of drying out. I was hoping that this new uh, bloom, it'll regrow, but it didn't. So I was thinking about trimming it back, but I was wondering if you have any recommendations uh, um, protecting it from the sun. Well, Marlon, you're you're exactly right. It it needs protection from the sun. And what happened, and and it happens a lot with shamal ashes, they're pruned too high off the ground. The sun comes in, hits the west side of the tree, and cooks them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the more protection you can give it, the better. It's like going to the beach. If you wrap it in a beach towel, you know, up to where the branches start, that's going to keep the sun off that side of the trunk. Um, if you have any new buds come out at all around that side of the tree, and can let those branches grow out to the west side, perhaps a little lower than it's been pruned in the past, you know, it's going to shade and protect that side of the tree. Uh, if the tree, if the tree. Is real lopsided right now in a young tree you could prune back the other side fairly heavily and that may encourage okay. more buds to come out on that west side but you know wrapping okay. it with burlap a beach towel something that's going to give us some protections the best you know you could paint it but that's like putting on sunblock so that wrapping really will help and encourage any buds that come out low on the west side to grow you know leave those and let them come out and branch and protect itself okay sounds good thank you marlon Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. That leaves us with four open lines right after Brent. If you'd like to be after Brent, if you are going to be after Brent, whoever's going to be after Brent's going to call next. And they're going to call this Miss Shearer here. She's here smiling. Uh, number to call, 602-277-5827. 277-KTR. Keep her smiling. Give, give Shearer a call. Hi, Brent. Hey, Brian. Thank you for taking my call. I have a... Um beautiful gardenia plant a large one i planted just a few months ago or i'm not sure how many months but it's been in there for a little while it's got tons of blooms on it but none of them are opening up and they've been on there for seven or several weeks and i'm wondering if i'm doing anything wrong or if there's anything i can do to to help those blooms open brent you don't want to encourage it you know what's going to encourage okay. that's going to be warmer weather. And I, just just enjoy the fact that it's just cool to have it opened yet. They're going to open pretty soon, Brent. I don't think you're going to have any problem. You have it planted in the ground? Yes. Okay, so I don't, I don't think you're going to have any problem with the buds opening. Uh, the buds are slow because the weather's been cool. And, you know, we had a couple weeks ago, we had some weather. It's 80 degrees for a few days, and uh, that encouraged the buds to mature. And then it's been cool. 
And as long as it stays cool, it's not going to bloom out very fast. I, I would I would venture to guess that, you know, we'll hit 80 a couple of days this week. Some of those buds will open. But that blooming process is much slower than normal because our weather is much nicer than normal. Okay, got it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And next up, we've got Brian in Phoenix. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Oh, I'm happy, Brian. It's a beautiful day, and I'm talking to another Brian. What what can be better than that? (laughs) (laughs) You got it. I have a privet that I planted about nine years ago. Um, And this winter, it really took a beating. It's got a lot of dead leaves on it, and um, there's a little growth on the bottom of it, but you know, the majority of it just really, it looks really dead and just, you know, um, struggling. Brian, is the wood is the wood green up above? It just lost the foliage? No, it's it's pretty brittle. It snaps when I, when I you know, I was kind of wondering, too. You know, a lot of it's just snapping off. Did this happen in the wintertime, not last summer? Well, it, yeah, you know what? It might have started, it, it did yeah, in the summertime, it's always kind of struggled. Mm-hmm. Usually in the wintertime, it grows real well, but it did. It wasn't in the summertime. Yeah, it, it had started, and it seemed like it just got worse in the wintertime, though, for some reason. I thought it would come back. Okay, let's, let's do a couple, it up. couple things. Let's dig down and check the roots, okay? Just dig up okay. some roots down beside it and see if they're bushy and soft or if they're still pretty hard and kind of white. Okay, that's just going to tell us okay. if we have a fungus in the soil or not. And if you do uh-huh. find that they're bushy, I would treat it with like Monterey disease control and maybe even okay. that with copper sulfate. You could use both together. Um, and if, okay. you, if the roots look healthy, let's just prune off all the dead wood right now. Uh, fertilize okay. it with whatever you have at home, miracle Grow, Peters, or citrus food. Anything's fine. And deep water. Okay. And it should bust out with a vengeance here as the weather warms up in the next few weeks. So... Uh, that would be my two recommendations for it. Okay, I'll check the roots then. I never thought about doing that. Well, good luck okay, to you, Brian. Have a nice weekend. You too. Thank you for your help. Bye-bye. Oh, we're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have one line open. The number to call six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven two seven seven ktr It's Sharon, Brian, and Troy with the news. Here every Sunday morning with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show from 7 to 9 a.m. at 92.3 FM. KTAR.
Back, folks, and uh, John Lennon, and David Bowie. What a what a team! Anyway, I want to take him into Vice to Whitfield. You know, we have a great team too. We have a lot of family, and we have a lot of family who we've adopted over the past, you know, for all 45, 50 years I've been working with uh, as our team that Whitfields. And we deliver plant and guarantee. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. We grow all kinds of plants. Now, this all started with my grandparents back in the forties. That's yeah, before even I was born. But uh, we continue today now for four generations. If you need trees, any kind, any size, if you're looking for beautiful flowering plants, if you're having a party next weekend and uh, you want to get ready for Easter, uh, come out and see us. You know, we grow beautiful plants here, and they're growing right here in Arizona. We specialize in trees like citrus trees, desert trees, shade trees of all varieties, have lots and lots of palms. If you want to have the palms planted for Palm Sunday, come out and see us. We can get that done for you. But whatever your dreams are for that perfect garden, come and see us at Woodfields. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale. We're in the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or 2647 East Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south of the Sky Harbor Airport. We're open Monday through Saturdays, 8 to 530, Sundays 10 to 4. We deliver plant and guarantee. We're licensed, bonded, insured. No jobs too big, none's too small. If you want to come pick up some beautiful flowers to plant at your home today, or if you'd like for us to come plant trees in your whole development, we'd be happy to. Woodfield Nurseries for four generations growing trees here in Arizona for Arizona's future. Uh, next up, we've got Tim in Peoria. Good morning, Tim. Hey, good morning. Um, it's a beautiful day out. It really um, is. You know, looking at these green mountains out this window. You know, I don't know how classrooms, some of them anymore, don't have windows. But what do those, what do those kids do if they can't look out the window? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a couple small uh, fruit trees, mostly the uh, peach, a lot of small uh, peach on them, uh, peaches. So I want to keep the um, uh, birds from stealing them. Well, the first thing you want to do, Tim, if you have a lot of peaches on them, you want to thin them out right now and space the little peaches out about six or eight inches apart on the the branches. That way, the fruit that you grow is going to be bigger and better quality. And then you want to just let the tree grow for right now. But as the fruit starts to ripen, when it starts to break color, then you'd want to put a bird net over it. And depending on the size of the tree, but you don't want to put the bird net on now because the tree is going to grow through the bird net. You're not going to get it off. So you don't want to really apply the bird netting, you know, until just before the trees, you know, start to ripen or when the fruit first starts to break color. That's the time to put your bird net on. Okay. And you uh, have that down at your uh, location? We do, yes. Uh-huh. The bird Okay, perfect. Okay. All right. Heading out to the Game and Fish uh, Expo. Uh, should be a great day. So what's the day, Tim? Tell us a little you. bit more about that real yeah? quick on the Game and Fish Expo. Yeah, this is uh, an expo that they have every year. They have all kinds of uh, uh, displays, vendors, uh, little events. Uh, They have a big fishing pond for uh, little kids, and uh, it's free to get in, which is really good anymore. Uh, But uh, today's the last day. It was yesterday and today, but um, it's up at the uh, Ben Avery um, 
uh, range and um, uh, up on Carefree Highway. Uh, and, and, what are, the, and, uh, and what are I-17. the hours today, Tim? Uh, I think it opens at 10, uh, 10 to 3, I think, today. Well, wonderful. Thank you. You know, so, that's perfect yeah, to have you call and remind and us, that, you there. know, what, but that's a great, you know, Arizona Game and Fish are just phenomenal, you know, and the work they, they do are, here in the state. Are. And uh, just, you know, I, you, you forget about things sometimes because you get busy with life. But uh, thanks for reminding us today. And that's a great, uh, great of you to inform us so we can get people out there today. Yeah, it's a great event. Thanks, and, uh, you know, can I say yeah. one more thing? Sure. Uh-huh. You know, the, the Game and Fish does not get um, uh, state revenue. Uh, they get all their revenue from donations, from events like this, um, in which people donate uh, time and stuff. Uh, so um, uh, it's uh, even a, a bigger um, reason to go out there and, and help support them. Well, you know, they do get our licensing fees, though, you know. Yeah. But that's the wonderful thing about it. That's why I always buy the most expensive license every year. And, I'm, I, you know, even when I get old, I'm not going to take my uh, my heritage license, you know, because uh, I, I'm such a big believer. But, yeah, to private donations, events like this, and licensing. And we have a wonderful Game of Fish department. Them, t- thanks for reminding Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Robert in Phoenix. Good morning, Robert. Uh, good morning. Yes, sir. Okay, a long time ago, I got a peace lily as a gift, and it turned out there were three peace lilies in the one pot. Well, I repotted that, and now uh, two of them look like they're dying. If I go to repot the one that's still alive, uh, how do I get the roots apart on the thing, or I just pull them apart and then plant the good one? Well, as long as you don't scar or cut into the tissue, it should be okay. Just take a sharp knife and sever the roots off the other two. And repot it. Okay. And make sure you put it in a fairly light potting soil, Robert, and it should do fine. Got it. No problem. One more thing. Uh, Why don't you guys play some really funky or strange Roger Miller songs? Oh, you know what? I do play some Roger Miller songs. What I try and do as best I can is uh, not to play the same artist very often. Or, you know, Roger Miller is, is fun. You know, it's hard to beat King of the Road, you know. And, yeah, it uh, is. It really and, is. and we okay. play some Roger Miller. And I, I would say I probably play Roger Miller song about once every eight shows. You know, just <laughs> so okay. not, not, not real constant. But uh, Roger Miller is definitely one of my favorites. You bet. Okay. Well, thanks, Brian. Thank Love you, Bye-bye. Take care. Uh, Robert and Coolidge. Good morning, Robert. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if you knew anything about the um, geologists or biologists mixing the weeds with lettuce or or green beans how that's going well robert i don't know there's lots of there's lots of wonderful research being done on plant hybridization and breeding and uh, you know the university of arizona does a lot of it and uh, you know i think asu's even getting involved with a lot more of it now and uh, you know that's kind of our future we want to get different genes we want to hybridize plants we want to make plants that uh, you know can work to have different characteristics, you know, and, and develop over time. And what we're doing really is speeding up nature. You know, nature is hybridization. It happens forever. But uh, I, I'm not really up to date on all the current things they're doing. And uh, we could probably have a professor or somebody that's out doing the research call us one of these days and talk to us in the program. But, you know, I'm all for plant manipulation because that's how we're going to live. And, and they also the same thing is to save all the diverse genes from the old times. So saving and, and pooling genes 
seedlings and, and old seed varieties is super beneficial as well. Yeah, I, I see all these vacant lots with covered with uh, weeds that nobody touches, and <laughs> well, we can move that to something we can eat. That would be great. It's pretty wonderful. Hey, I'm going to put you on hold. I'll take you for a minute off the air. Appreciate all the calls today, folks. Got to say goodbye because it's that time in the program. And uh, just imagine, you know, as that beautiful song says, uh, and there's nothing that hurts us all being dreamers and working together as a team. We'll be back with you next Sunday. Enjoy your week. We'll be here with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Come out and see us.